The Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2009 Here's Ollie cheering on Step 12 Good afternoon everybody My name is Ollie, I'm an alcoholic recovered through this program And I'm as nervous as I'll get out But I thank the people who've asked me to do this Because it's made me grow, because it's made me look And a friend from Al-Anon once said to me, if you're nervous, it's quite okay. It just means you care about doing it right. I, um, I've been looking at step 12, and it was step 12 that got me to do all the other steps. And how that came about, I was sitting in the Coburg meeting one night, and my sponsor had said, if somebody's speaking and they're giving you the Tom Tits, Read the steps and the traditions. At least it's a positive input instead of criticizing. You know? This particular day or night, I was reading the steps. <laughs> and I read the 12th step, and it said, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. The first bit, I knew it meant that if I did the first 11, I might get the spiritual awakening, or the 12 of them. I also knew that to try to carry the message to other alcoholics, at that stage I was a two-stepper, one and 12 and nothing in between. I worked for a federal government department at the time, and it seemed to be a nesting place for alcoholics. And... Um, <laughs> I thought once I'd seen the light that they'd all like to see it. <laughs> uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. But then the piece that really got me was the last line. We practice these principles in all our affairs. And I thought, what does that mean? And I didn't know. And that sent me on a journey. And that journey has never stopped. There was a lady come out from Spring, Texas, Willie B, and ran some workshops, and I went to that, and she read them out. And she wrote them in the back of my big book, and I've got it in my hand today, and I'll read them to you after. But over the last week, sitting and thinking about this, cogitating, as my friend calls it, I discovered that you'd think after 38 years, I would have seen it differently. But in the last week, I seen something I hadn't seen. And it says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics. And I went, oh my God, the message is the spiritual awakening. And I'd missed it. I hadn't seen, I, I knew spirituality was part of my recovery, but I hadn't seen that particular bit the way I'm expressing it. And... I wanted to read a couple of bits out of the big book simply because I can't remember them and also they're so important to me because I was one of those people when I first got around there's some people in this room I know are old enough in AA to remember this when they only had tea at meetings when the smoke in here would have blinded you <laughs> 
And when people said, don't read that big book, you'll get drunk. Um, I was lucky to get a sponsor. I wasn't lucky, I was blessed. And he said to me, and we negotiated the sponsor, sponsee relationship. He didn't just say, yeah, we'll do it. And what he got me to do was to read the book and once a week went and spoke to him about, spoke to him about what I'd read. And I remember ringing the first week and saying, I've read four pages and I can't retain any of it. And he just said, read less. And I said, I don't understand half the words in it. He said, buy a dictionary. But he never, ever criticized me. And I would go and we would share stuff. And one of the first things that really stood out for me was, because he he asked me, what's what's in the beginning of the book? And it says, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. I said, you can't say that. He said, are you telling me the book is wrong? And I went, ooh. You see, I couldn't say I was recovered. And... The other bit that always stood out, it's the forward to the first edition. I didn't know that they've changed it. Not not this, but there's more forwards now, because my book's getting too old, you know. (laughs) But it says, We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them we hope... These pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experience will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person, and besides, we are sure that our way of life has advantages for all. And he said to me, Ollie, remember, you may be the only big book somebody will ever meet, and for that you have a huge responsibility. And I know today I've recovered from that seemingly hopeless state of body and mind. Because my mind doesn't go, it's safe to have a drink. And it used to do that all the time. And I would, with some insanity, after sorting my life out, getting my work sorted out, getting relationships sorted out, pick up a drink. And I know today that's insane. And I remember reading in the 12 and 12 that it said that we're mentally sick. I wanted to tear the page out. I also know that in reading these things over the last couple of days, that I was physically sick, I was mentally sick, I was emotionally sick, and most important, that I hadn't ever thought about before, I was spiritually sick. I didn't know what it meant. So the upshot of that is, for me, I have an understanding today of what spirituality is, and I needed this, so I'll share it with you, but it's, it's, it's Ollie's. <laughs> My spirituality is the non-material qualities that I possess as a human being. Right? And I relate that to the 12 steps. The bottom of the 12th step, the last line. The principles. See, a principle is something that I possess that you can't have. You can't take it off me. 
the only thing I can do is make it grow or or I can destroy it. But it's purely mine. And the, the first one is honesty. The second one is hope. The third one is faith or trust. The fourth one is courage. The fifth one is integrity. The sixth one is willingness. The seventh one is humility. The eighth one is unselfishness. The ninth one is judgment or what's the other word? Discernment, thank you. Um, the ten is perseverance, eleven is awareness, and twelve is love and service. Now, on a daily basis, I look at how I do those things. I have gone, thank God, I've been relieved from that black and white thinking that says I'm either perfect or guilty that doesn't allow me to look at the whole picture and see how I process as a human being. And the next bit I'd like to share with you. Ah. Where are we going? I'm I'm trying to watch you at a time. (laughs) I got heaps, okay. Um. Come up. On page 84... Down the bottom it says, We have ceased finding anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. And that's in step 10. So the book is telling me that my sanity will return. And I believe my sanity has returned. I've had the most outrageous battles with God. I'm really glad you said that before. (laughs) Um, About three years ago, the relationship I was in and some other stuff that happened to me in my life, I hit the wall and um, I ran away because that's the best thing to do, I believe anyway. Gives me time out of my environment to regroup and have a look. You know, I was driving down, I live in East Gippsland and the southwest corner of West Australia is about as far as you can get from there. And I was driving along, and I was just doing my own thing. I love lighthouses and ships and the ocean, and I stay near them. And um, I'm reading my little daily reading book, and it says, do you think maybe after all you've been through in your alcoholism and in your recovery, that maybe God actually likes you? And <laughs> I'm gone. ooh, I hadn't, it's like I'd forgotten it. I'd forgotten that God actually loves me. And God isn't an Australian public servant. I've discovered that too. And that's really delightful. You know, it's, um, he, um, God actually puts me in places where the talents I've got can be used. And I meditated a lot at that time on the 12th step. And it's partly to do with the 11th step, this meditation. That's where the answer came. And the problem I had was, I had this thing inside, and I've heard other people today talk about it. You know where it says we should be happy, joy, we could be happy, joyous, and free? I wasn't. I've been sober 
33 years now. I've been in AA 38. And I was bloody miserable. And I was fighting with God. And this is the fight. This is what I discovered. I'm praying for an answer. I needed to be out of this because it was driving me insane. And I was having trouble surrendering to God's will. 99%, no worries. That last 1%, I was hanging on to it. What was I hanging on to? I was frightened God would want me to do something I didn't want to do. And it's as simple as that. And what does God want me to do? He has given me a gift. It's called recovery. And he wants me to pass it on. It doesn't mean I've got to save everybody. It just means I do my bit. And I'd like to read you this little bit here because I just I get excited reading it. And it's chapter 7, Working With Others. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intense work with other alcoholics. It works where other activities fail. This is our twelfth suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Life will take on new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. I've traveled all over the world. I've been to AA meetings anywhere I've been. And no matter where I've been, I've always been made welcome. I went to a meeting in, um, oh, where's the place where all the gamblers go in America? Thank you, Las Vegas. And um, I went into this meeting and they said, welcome to your family. And I'd never heard that before. And people took me to their homes. That means they trusted me. So important. I, um, the other night I was at a meeting in um, Mooney Ponds, Friday night, and it was bloody freezing. And there's a guy who's been, up, I think, about two weeks sober. And there's another older member of myself standing on the steps in the dark. It's pouring rain, so we're just out of the rain. And we're just letting him talk and just sharing some of our experiences. Like I could have been at Chase and Sheila's or riding a motorbike wherever or sailing around the Bahamas because they're all dreams I have at times, I used to have. They, I mean, one of my big ones was that I was going to sail out of Lake's entrance, turn left and come back in that hole when I eventually got all the way around, you know. Now, this is a reality. I get seasick. I get really seasick. You feel like you're going to die. That's how seasick I get. And what I've been doing ever since, I've been doing this all the time I've been in AA. I've learned to stop criticizing myself. I've learned to accept the fact that 
right now I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing the best to feel compassion. Because it's easy for me not to be compassionate. I decided after all this time that I would do what my friend in Sydney said and I'd try getting up in the... No, I'd try 3711. And when you read 11 on page 86, it says, Upon awakening, we ask God to direct our thinking. And I went, that means before I even put my glasses on. (laughs) Before I do anything, I do that today. And... I do the third step prayer and the seventh step prayer. And I ask God to try and get me through the day without hurting anybody, offending God or myself. When I was asked to come down here, for those that don't know, it's about a five-hour drive. I've gone that far to get to a barrel, I can tell you. (laughs) And the rewards here are much greater. I... um, I've learned that, I never thought I'd say this, some people are actually too sick initially to get to a meeting. And it's okay just to visit them and talk to them and listen to them and share your experience. And they, a lot of them come along eventually. You know, and I, um, I live in a country, so... I think I worked it out recently. I do about 450 kilometers a week getting to meetings. I go to three or four a week. And we now have a steps meeting in Bensdale on a Thursday night that all the new members come to and a few of the oldies. And recently, two of the older members said to me, when you're in Melbourne, can you pick up a couple of 12 and 12s? One's been sober 17 years and the other guy's been sober 51. So... We're all there making this happen. It's, I know it's easy for me to say I'm sick getting well. That's my excuse for doing nothing. God's given me the gift. And what's that saying? Many are chosen, uh, few accept. Many are few, called, few accept. I, I can only tell you that I remember, and it, it's, It's a story. It happened in South Australia, and it's important for me to remember it. There was four of us. My brother had lent me his Humber, this thing with all leather, and it was a big car. Anyway, us four AM members, off we went, and we picked a guy up in Bethesda in Mount Gambia. He was an Irish bloke. He had no money, and he he bit me for 20 bucks, and in those days that was about a half week's pay. And he didn't have a watch, so I gave him mine. And it was one that my ex-wife had given me, and it never, it just wouldn't run on me. It just didn't like me, you know. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I've learned that just give it to somebody, and if they give it back to you, fine, but don't expect it. Just give it, you know. And 20 years later, this guy came up to me, and it was in Hardware Street in the city, and he said, ah, good day, Ollie. There's the $20 I owe you. And the watch is still going fine. (laughs) I'd like to say 
and finish on this. I love you all because you make this possible for me. And I'll never ever forget that. It's, we are but trusted servants. That's what it says. And um, that's all I ever want to be. And I'm glad you keep my ego where it needs to be. I love you all. Thank you. This share and other shares like it are available from our website, stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.